Hi everyone and welcome to KPMG's Singapore Budget Insights. In this video series, we will be unpacking the key recommendations of our Budget 2024 proposal. My name's Thorain and I'll be your host for this episode. Today, let us delve into what it takes to foster digitally ready and globally competitive businesses. With the rise of disruptive technologies such as generative AI, businesses will need to adapt swiftly and transform or risk being left behind. Harnessing technology is no longer just a value add, but a necessity. In this episode, we'll discuss how Singapore businesses can be equipped to leverage technology effectively and be encouraged to take on innovative projects. We will also look at some of the challenges companies face and the support that they may need. With me in the studio are Leon Poe, partner for technology consulting, and Catherine Light, partner for tax reimagined, both from our KPMG Singapore firm. Welcome to the show, Leon and Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. As we know, generative AI is truly transforming the business landscape. According to KPMG's 2023 Global CEO Outlook, CEOs globally are also making it one of their top investment priorities in the medium term. But where does Singapore actually stand among other global tech hubs? Leon, do you think we have the right infrastructure and expertise to help businesses in their digital and technology transformation? Overall, I think Singapore has been uh, quite successful in establishing ourselves as a technology hub. And it's evident in, uh, in the various uh, startup activities and the innovation hub that we're seeing that has been growing in the last decade or so. COVID also further accelerated those activities right, in, in the process of transforming the businesses as the new norm or working, becoming more hybrid and more virtual. But there's still a lot of businesses that are lagging behind in terms of digitalization efforts, not because of purely skill set issues that is very short in the marketplace, but it's mainly the mindset issue in terms of whether they are adapting to the right kind of market conditions or they are being competitive in the market. So it's important that uh, you know, we recognize that that, that, you know, that is a, one of the constraints or you know, the mindset that we need to change. And uh, business uh, needs some support for the grants from the government that we can uh, allow them to try and error in terms of their research and development effort so they can defray or decrease some of the costs involved in investing in those technologies to help them transform the business. Yes, the high cost of investing and digitalization is certainly a barrier for many businesses. It can be even more significant when it comes to adopting or exploring new technologies like AI or machine learning. Catherine, what more do you think needs to be done to support businesses in adopting AI and machine learning? Are there any gaps that you see? So definitely. When we look at it beyond investing in the right technologies, businesses also need to invest a significant amount of time and effort in training their AI and machine learning models to get them to where they need to get to. This is an incredibly time consuming process with multiple steps involved. What we've seen is that it's a challenge to get good quality data that can drive the outcomes. And currently the AI and data analytics grants that are available are very focused on the small end of town financial services sector organizations and not broad based. As a result, this is giving limited benefit to the global organization. Governments should be considering how can they change this? And there's two potential opportunities to change it. The first one we see is where they have grant schemes that are based on all enterprises. How do they help the organizations get to where they need to do from all of the steps, right from the beginning with training all the way to the end of the process when they're maintaining those models long term. The second one is the provision of a platform that can help specifically in the SME market. 
What we find is these platforms are incredibly costly to develop and SMEs are shying away from implementing and going on this journey. So where governments can create platforms that these enterprises can go on to, it'll mean that they can invest in these technologies similar to what we're seeing on the government on commercial cloud platform. Thank you. Digitalization should be more than just about increasing productivity. Why is it so important for Singapore to ensure that technology and innovation are ingrained in our business culture? Perhaps, Leon, do you want to weigh in? Right. For Singapore to be a leader in the digitalization, our businesses must fully embrace uh, digital transformation and put innovation at the front and center of the strategy. This is not about productivity, it's about survival. As a nation, we must aspire to be the forefront of uh, the technology setting and uh, make sure that the technology is part of the, the, this uh, roadmap in the business. And this is evident in the recent uh, National AI Strategy 2.0, as we set out AI being one of the very key technology to, to embrace. There is also a limitation of uh, our businesses that you know they have uh, you know, constraint in getting the resource or the people to do this technology transformation work. And so this is where the government can help in expanding the grant scheme today to support digital projects. And we can leverage the resource within the region in ASEAN, for example, to help to drive the delivery of these digital projects and solutions so that we can unlock the, the business and opportunities that uh, you know, our, our economy presents. Thank you, Leon. Often, we see smaller enterprises struggling, more when it comes to smart technology adoption and R&D activities. Why is that the case? And should they be getting more targeted support at the upcoming budget? Catherine? So it's definitely a barrier. Surveys have found that 63% of the businesses find that the high costs result in them not investing in AI. Now that is significant. They are unable to commit to the hefty upfront costs and the licensing that they need to incur in order to have access to these types of technologies. The larger enterprises have access to global technologies, they have access to global teams, but for the small business, they largely depend on local capabilities, which in certain markets may be limited due to the increase in the demand for those potential resources. Currently, we see that the existing government grants that are available are deployed on a reimbursement basis. Now, the challenge with the reimbursement basis is that they still need to make those hefty upfront payments. So one of the suggestions that we want to put forward is how can we change that from a reimbursive model to something where it's a co-investment. Can the SMEs actually only pay the top-up payment that is over and above the grant and that grant goes directly to the service provider that is providing the technology to support these developments. That will allow the SMEs to take on and adopt these technologies seamlessly without incurring those upfront costs that are debilitating for the business. Thanks, Catherine, for the insights. As we round off this episode, I'd like to find out what do you think Singapore and Singapore businesses can do to take on the call to action to be digitally ready? Leon? Singapore has been very successful, like we talked about earlier, and they can further strengthen our lead position in this uh, in technology area. But to be realistic, innovation, scalability is important. And realistically, most businesses in Singapore probably don't have the appetite and the resource to create from nothing to something. I call it one to, to a 10, for example, right? or zero to one. We should perhaps focus the resource on scaling the, the, this innovation from maybe 10 to 100. Right? This is where we can 
can rely on some of these cross-government arrangements and industry collaboration frameworks to help accelerate and strengthen our position as a technology hub where we can enable developments of scalable digital solutions and assets in Singapore. Thanks, Leon. Catherine? So I liked what Leon said, zero to 10 is a difficult goal to achieve, but we see through a vibrant ecosystem and partnerships that we'll be able to encourage that growth. How do we have access to diverse teams that have experience in different areas? How do we ensure that we bring collaborations together so that we have decent data sets that we can work with to be able to get us to the end objectives that we're trying to achieve? This does not require only a single country view. It definitely requires a global and a regional view to how do we get to where we need to go using all of the resources at our disposal. Thank you, Catherine. While Singapore has done considerably well in establishing itself as a technology hub, the journey of expanding its leadership position in this area is definitely far from over. As we have seen, businesses of all sizes continue to face challenges in adopting new technologies, and we certainly hope that Budget 2024 will give them a leg up as they adapt to a digitally driven world. After all, by empowering Singapore's businesses to transform and innovate, we can raise Singapore's global competitiveness and economic resilience too. I'm Thorane and thank you all for joining us on KPMG Singapore Budget Insights.